Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science. On Black Hole Radio. Assalamu alaikum. And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, and as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown. Just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. We have a quiet program for you tonight. And by a quiet program, I mean we're going to cover an array of sciences, not directly dedicated specifically towards any specialized subject. However, we will touch on some new news with COVID. Um, Matter of fact, we're going to open with that. But we're also going to touch on areas of science and health that I believe to be of significant importance. With that said, I want to open tonight's program with something called Watch Them Dogs. We've played it in the past, and I'm using that because we now no longer have the, it can be aware, not to take notice of, and not to comprehend and understand what is going on around us. We're living in those times where the old soothsayers would say the end days are coming. The end days are coming. Well, we're there. And we're going to be here. There will be lots of pain and suffering But we can, we must, and we will endure. For we will be the last ones standing. Why? We are the first ones to arrive. Therefore, we are built of, we are made from, and we are compelled by the right stuff. What is that right stuff? We are the direct blood descendants of he who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. God in person. That said, I want you to watch them dogs. Note the third chapter of Philippians and the third verse. You will find these words written. 
For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now that you might get the introduction to that verse, it says in the second verse, Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the conceited. Watch them dogs. St. Paul, the speaker and writer of our text, here warns the true Christians at the Philippian church to beware of the false teachers and false prophets who are always barking like a dog against the principles of the gospel that they were founded upon. Uh, Paul called them evil workers because they were always growling with the dog spirit instead of shouting with the Holy Spirit. Some of these false teachers and false prophets were Jews who were trying to hold on to the practice of Judaism by circumcision instead of regeneration. Paul here warns the true Christians to beware of these church fighters who are going around like a dog barking at their good work. He warns them to beware of dogs. That is, watch them dogs. These false teachers uh, whom the apostle Paul warns the Philippian Christians against were men of evil spirit rather than a good spirit. That is, men with a dog spirit rather than the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah, the 56th chapter, the 10th and 11th verse, he called the cook in the church greedy dogs and dumb dogs. Jesus said in Matthew 7, chapter 6, verse, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. In our text, Paul characterizes these hypocrites in the church as dogs, evil workmen, and concision workers. He, he warns the Philippian church not to heed their barking, but watch them go. In the scripture, God uses the habits and dispositions of the animals and other creeping things to compare with the habits and dispositions of human beings in the social order. In Peter's vision, in the rooftop, he saw all nations represented by four-footed beasts, creeping things and fowls are there. People on earth have habits like the lower creatures in disposition. Is that right? Jesus himself, according to the scripture, was lamb-like in humility. 
He was lion-like in power, a brazen serpent-like in saving power. Some people in our church are cunning and sly like a fox. Amen. Jesus compared Herod to a fox in Luke the 13th chapter and the 32nd verse. He told the Pharisees, go ye and tell that fox. Some, some folk are deceitful like a snake. John the Baptist saw the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to his baptism. And he said in St. Matthew, the third chapter, and the seventh verse, O ye generation of vipers, that snake thing, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? St. Paul in our text, uh, call these hypocrites in the church bell. Some people in our church have habits like an alley dog. Always got his head in a garbage can. Is that right? Always tracking down filth and dirty things. Amen. Some people in our church Always in the alley, in their thinking and gossiping. They, they glory in the bad things, and they fight all of the good things. Don't bother them, just watch them go. Now, the Jews, according to uh, the 15th chapter of Matthew and the 22nd verse, regarded the Gentiles as dogs because the Gentiles ate all manner of meat. But in our text, Paul turns the table and he called the Jews dogs because they lived on the laws of Judaism, but he praised the Christians who fed on a higher spiritual food. Now, it has always been dangerous, brethren, to call a man a dog. Amen. It's, 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 it's dangerous to call a man a dog, unless you call him a big dog. Amen. He don't mind you calling him a big dog. Now, in each case that we find men called dogs in the Bible, it is because of their spiritual uncleanliness. Let us go into the dog-likeness of some people. First dog we have here is the town dog. This is a city dog. He was born in the city. He has no pedigree. He is of no particular breed. He has no family tree. He's a sinner. Amen. Sooner one thing as another. I knew a man in Alabama that had a dog like this once. And this dog was so lazy that he would seldom go around the house. He would just sleep under the back doorstep. 
He was so lazy, he wouldn't even stretch, please. Amen. And if you would throw a biscuit to him and it didn't get close enough where he could reach it without getting up, he'd lay there hungry and wouldn't even get up and go get that piece of bread. But there was one thing that this dog could do. At night, he would lay under the step and he would bark at the moon. And in 15 minutes, he would have every dog in town barking. <laughs> this is true. My brain, I'm some poking out there. They can start something and get everybody in church stirred up. They're no good to the church, to the pastor. They're no good to the community. But they can start more hell in church than it will take an army to quieten down. They gossip about that they know and that they don't know. Don't you bother them dogs, just watch them. Well, the second kind of dog is a mad dog. He is a very dangerous dog. A mad dog is crazy. And he will call every dog that come in contact with him to go crazy. They, 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 they foam at the mouth when they, they rabid and you have to stay away from them because their madness is contagious. And because they're mad, they want everybody else in church to be mad too. They, they throw off their poison and their lies to anybody that will listen. You better watch the mad dog. They're a dangerous breed to have in your church. Well, then there's a third kind of dog. There's a bulldog. Nobody likes the bulldog but the man who owns it. Amen. But if you see the bulldog coming, you'll have enough respect for him to get off the sidewalk and let him have the side. Amen. We got bulldogs in our churches. These are bad fellows in the church. Amen. And they, they, they go around boasting about, uh, let me have it. Let me, I'll get him straight. Let, let me, let, let me know what's going on. You, you watch them bulldogs that we got in our church. Then, then we've got some bad dogs in our church. The bird dog comes in two classes, a pointer and a setter. Amen. Yes, well, the, 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 the pointer, let's pick him out, the pointer, he doesn't kill the birds, he just point them out and have somebody else to kill them. You see, when, when the man is going bird hunting, the, the pointer will find the birds and he'll point to them. And then when the hunter gets there, the, the, the bird dog will jump in the bushes and make the birds fly, and then the hunter will kill them. You see, Jesus was a bird dog. He, he was a pointer. He didn't kill Jesus. He just pointed him out. He said, the one that I kissed. That's the one you see. 
there it goes. Then, then you've got them settled. Amen. Everything you bring to the church, they want to set on it. You know, they never get so program off the ground because some bird dogs sitting on it. Let me go home and think it over, but I'll be back. I want to take this and can't make nothing out of it after you give it to him. But let me, let me study this. That's a setup. They're just going to sit there and kill your program. Amen. Watch them dogs. The, the, the next kind of dog, the fifth dog, is a poodle dog. This is a parlor dog. He has to have special attention. Or she, or whatever the gender is. She just looks pretty. Has to have special food. Has to have a special haircut. Has to have special bath salts. Have to have special male soaking treatment. The poodle dog. We've got poodles in our church. They they just look good. They are no service to the church or to the pastor. They come about thirty minutes late every Sunday and come right down the center aisle. Just tip it. Just like to say I'm doing y'all a favor by showing up today. That's a poodle dog. All of us got poodle dogs in our church. They just look good. They ain't of no service to nobody. Watch them poodle dogs. Well, then the sixth dog is the feist dog. He's just good for noise. Feist dog just keeps up noise all the time. Just yak, 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 yak. And the thing about the feist dog is that he ain't no size. About that big. I want you to listen to a story I heard once about a feist dog. That lived, a man had a feist that lived right next door to a man that had a big doberman pincher. And every morning this man would walk his big doberman down the sidewalk past where this little feist was. And when he passed the door, the little feist would jump off the porch and run down the walkway and hit up against the gate. And knew the gate was locked. And he just followed all the way down the fence. Just yak, 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 yak all the way. And this big doberman never would look around. He just kept stepping. He would just go on down the road. And every morning, true as the doberman would come by, here come the little fight fan off the porch. But one morning, as it would happen, uh, his owner forgot to latch the gate when he went out. Correct. <laughs> And the feist don't know this. And when the man with the doberman came down the sidewalk, the little feist tore up the porch as was his usual procedure and ran down the walkway and hit the gate 
and bless God in cool water. They said it. We stopped and looked up. He was looking right up in the face of this big nobleman. This nobleman said to himself, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this opportunity. And he proceeded to turn this little fight every which way but loose. Gave him a fairly good whipping. When he finally let him go, this little fellow was so happy. The story goes that he, he went back up on the porch slowly and sat down and wiped his brow and said, Who in the hell left the gate on? now. But don't worry about them fights, dog. Just watch them, dog. Well, the seventh type dog is a child dog. He has a black tongue. And he's a very treacherous dog. Child dog, he's playful when he's a puppy. But when he gets old, he gets treacherous. Let me tell you, the church has suffered Fights, falling out, and split because of treacherous folk. Treachery is the greatest enemy the church has ever had. Treachery is the worst vice in human nature. Treachery is compounded of evil fraud, cowardice, and revenge. Treachery destroys the principle of mutual confidence and security. Treachery is a cancer in our society. It will eat away love and peace. Treachery is the greatest traitor that ever committed domestic treason. Treachery will stop the choir from singing. Treachery will stop the ushers from serving. Treachery will stop a church from shouting. Treachery is a little dog in the middle of big dogs. You just watch them dogs. One day, three dogs were in a yard and they found a bone. The little dog stood back and let the big dogs fight over the bone. And while the big dogs were fighting over the bone, the little dog came up and got the bone and walked on away with it. And when the big dogs stopped fighting, they looked and the bone and the little dog was gone. Well, this happens in our church. While the pastor and the deacons are fighting, the other fellow takes over and goes on off with the church. You better watch them dogs. The eighth dog is a cur dog. He is famous for being a coward. 
He tucks his tail and runs quick. Or he'll run with a gang of dogs, but when the fighting comes, he runs out. There are people in the church that will follow the crowd. But when the church needs them, when it comes to him standing up and stating his conviction, he's quick to say, I ain't going to have nothing to do with it. I'm neutral. There ain't no neutral ground when right and wrong is concerned. You better watch them cur dogs. The ninth type of dog is a coon dog. He is a type of night prowling church member. He runs only at night, trailing in the dark, throwing a brick and hiding his hand. We got coon dogs in our church. They come in on Sunday morning and sleep all through morning service because they've been out all night long, running at the night, trailing in the dark, and they want to bring all of their sins in the church and hang it on the preacher. That's why they get so upset when they find out the preacher them sins. Because they ain't got nowhere now to hang their friends. Because they're looking for him to be pure and holy. So they can come in and undress. And hang them all on him. And then he walks out and loaded down with all of their friends. And the first time they hear of anything he's done that he shouldn't have done. Oh, ain't that a shame before God. Oh, we got to get rid of him, child. We got to get us another preacher. I can't use nobody that ain't no better off than I am. Well, the devil, all of us trying to make it in. It ain't no easier for a preacher to get to heaven than it is for you. We all trying to just make it in. You watch that coon dog. Well, then you've got another kind of dog. The tenth type dog is a bloodhound. This dog is used to track down criminals. Yes, we have some bloodhounds in our church. People who have an instinct of a bloodhound for uncovering scandals in other folks' lives. They find out who is going with who in the church. Amen. They, they will search your garbage can. And see if they can find any liquor bottles or beer cans. Amen. And if you ask them about something that's going on, and they don't know, they'll tell you, well, I don't know right now, but you give me two days, I'll get back to you. I'll find it out. <laughs> you watch them bloodhounds. Then there's another kind of dog in our church. That's the pothound. His belly is the biggest thing about him. <clears throat> I know a man who used to cook barbecue on an open pit. And one day, this old pothound ran up and grabbed a piece of this hot meat off of this barbecue pit. <clears throat> the meat was burning him in the mouth, and he was hollering, but he wouldn't drop the meat. <laughs> he just kept on holding on to it, and was hollering every step of the way that he went. Well, we got some folk in our church like that. Amen. They holler about their sins, but they won't drop them. Amen. Every time you see them, they holler, I know I ain't living like this pastor. I know I ought to do better. But he won't quit. I, I, I know I should do better. Uh, my mama was a good church member. My daddy was a deacon. I know. But he keeps on sinning. 
That's the pot house. Amen. If you send a burning, yeah, why don't you drop them? Uh-huh. Well, watch them dogs. Well, the twelfth dog is a spitz dog. He too is a very pretty dog. But that spitz is very deceitful. He'll ease up to you friendly. And then he'll bite you when you ain't looking. <clears throat> you can play with it. He'll still bite you. You can feed him. And when he gets to eat, he'll bite you. You can bathe him. And when he drives off, he'll bite you. You can get him when he's sick. Nurse him back to health. Soon as he get well, he'll bite you. He is deceitful. This is true of some folks in our church. Uh-huh. Amen. They'll come up to you grinning and easing up to you when they want something. But you better watch them dogs. You see, the worst dog in the world will show his teeth before he bites you. That's what David meant when he said, He that eateth my bread has turned his head against me. Don't worry, there are some spitz dogs everywhere. Just watch them dogs. I used to have a dog that would whirl around and around after his tail. He was very fast. He could make a lot of speed and he could kick up a lot of dust, but he wasn't getting nowhere. That's the way it is with a lot of folk in the church. They're just making tracks and they ain't getting nowhere. Amen. Now in Second Peter, second chapter in the 22nd verse, uh, we read where it said, The dog is turned to his own vomit. The same thing that made him sick, he has returned to eat it again. This dog is a type of backsliding Christian. The backslider is a man or a woman who was lost in sin, came out of sin, and then went back into sin. Look at the drunkard. Whiskey made him sick. He swears off whiskey while he's sick, but as soon as he gets well, he returns to the bottle. And when I look at the dog's devotion and faithfulness to his master, I feel ashamed of my so-called faithfulness to God. A dog is a very faithful creature. He is the best friend that a man has had in in this world. Amen. Sometimes a man's companion will walk away from him when life and fate turn against him. But his dog will never leave him. His sons and daughters may become ungrateful for what he's done for them. But his dog will stay right by his side. The people who praise you will sometimes turn against you. But a dog will never leave you. A man's dog stands by him in poverty and in prosperity, in health and in sickness. He will sleep in the cold and rain if only he can be at his master's side. Is that right? He will kiss the hand that has no food to give him. The dog, he, he will drop the sleep of his poor master as if he was a prince. If fortune drives his master out, 
into a homeless world. The dog asks no more than to go along at his side. And when death overtakes his master, he has been known to lay beside the grave with his head between his paws, with sad eyes, and stand watching there with wine all night long. Yes, a good dog is faithful to his master, even in death. Jesus, my master, I will follow him on. When men and women are ungrateful to his loving kindness, I will sing his praises. Yes, Jesus, my master died. But there were those who had been with him. That left him when he got in trouble. John the apostle could be well characterized as a faithful dog. For he did not desert Jesus. John went with Jesus as a member of the inner circle. John was with him in the garden of Gethsemane. I'm going to be through here in a minute. John was with him when he was captured. John was with him when he was tried before Caiaphas. John was with him when he was nailed to a rugged cross. John was with him when he cried in a loud voice. It's finished. John was with him when they took him off the cross. And when they laid him in a borrowed tomb, John was with him when he heard him say, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. And there John started preaching about the story of Jesus. The Pharisees told him, John, if you dare hurt, we don't banish you to a lonely island. John, if you don't quit carrying on like you're doing, we don't banish you off by yourself. Because, John, you're crazy. You lost your mind. But John said, no, I haven't lost my mind. For I was there. I was right there with him. When he changed the water to wine. I was there when he called the raging sea. I was right there when he raised the dead one day. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you something I heard. And John kept on preaching until long last one day. I'm getting ready to close They caught him. And they burned him, and they led him down by the sea of Galilee. They led him down there to a ship that they had leading to banish him to Patmos. But I'm the old man John. He wasn't there, for he said, I heard. The Lord said, If you go. Go with you. I heard him that he'd never, he'd never leave me, never leave me alone. 
welcome back, welcome back. We're talking about the human condition, the psychology of the mind. Yeah, man, presents the aspects and characteristics of a dog. In listening to this, I heard former President Colt 45, Mr. Trump, I heard the bickering and game playing of the two-party political system. I saw and I heard the mechanization of what disrupts our ability as a community of people to unite against a common force which drags the bodies of our community down. I saw and I heard the characteristics of our individual failings of ego. If your honorable minister Louis Farrakhan told us Ego can and will be the root of our individual destruction. Paraphrasing, but he didn't say it exactly. You know, you hear sometimes almost the ego write a check just to ask in cash. We have a mind to think with. We can make submit to give ourselves away to God. There's no shame in doing that, but there is absolute greatness and longevity in that. But because of the world that we live in, we have taken on the characteristics of dogs. And there is a characteristic of a dog that we can emulate and that we train into our dogs. The characteristics, the embodiment of loyalty, a good dog, but envious and jealous. Our ego needs seeps in wherefore myself is more important than my brother. We're taught in the making of Islam. You must want for your brother what you want for yourself. Even if you can't have it for yourself, you want it for your brother. For that is the characteristic of humility, which is a characteristic of he who is the giver and taker of life. Allah in person. Take on the personage, the exemplification of God. <clears throat> there is no law. There is only justice. So let's move along. Since we're house cleaning the mind, let's look, let's look at some of our house cleaning habits. Doing laundry. 
laundry can be and is in a lot of cases a polarizing chore. You either love to care for your clothing and your linens or you procrastinate at every chance you get. However, there are certain items that need routine washing to stay in tip-top shape. And our sheets are one of the most important. In an article written to Southern Living Magazine, a linen expert, Marissa Murphy, of Palm Beach Pioneer Linen and a cleaning expert, Haley Beschner, to share their best advice for caring for your sheets and why it is so important to stick to a scheduled routine of cleanliness in your business. To quote Miss Becknell, she says, In my home washing sheets, it is a weekly task. I do this every Sunday for all the beds in the house so I never forget. And there's nothing better than climbing into bed with clean sheets on a Sunday evening to fight off those Sunday scaries. Well, Beyond the allure of having freshly cleaned sheets to start your week off right, Miss Becknell says that there is so much hiding on your sheets that is missed by the naked eye. According to the University of California in Santa Barbara, the average human being loses approximately 500 million skin cells a day. And when we spend a fourth of our day asleep, that's a whole lot of shedding that occurs on those sheets. Plus, Ms. Murphy notes that oils, lotions, creams that we use before bed can and does seep into the sheets and pillowcases, which will have a negative effect on our skin, especially if you're going for a prolonged period between washings. Dead skin cells will attract dust mites, like going fishing, which are a huge trigger for allergy sufferers. Plus, you may not realize how much sweat, drool, spittle, pet hair, and dust can accumulate in a week on your sheets. Save yourself the stuffy nose and wash those sheets weekly. Additionally, Miss Murphy's notes, that is not only better for our health to get into a weekly washing routine 
is also better for the longevity of our linens, which are the utmost important if you have invested in a luxury brand that you expect to last you for a few years. According to Mr. Murphy, another reason to launder your linens weekly is that dirt and dead skin cells that build up on your sheets and pillowcases get into the cotton fibers and cause the cotton thread to break down. They eat it. This will cause your sheets to have a pilling effect. Advises that people wash their sheets properly, ensuring that all the detergent gets out of the linen during the wash cycle. As washing machines have become more efficient and detergent more concentrated, you may not need to use as much as you think to get your linens fresh and clean. In fact, using too much detergent can have a negative effect on your sheets and towels and your clothing. Murphy says, as they can cause the linens to feel and lose the texture and quality that attracted you to purchase them in the first place. Plus, this buildup will prevent your laundry from smelling totally clean, especially if you're washing several sets of sheets in one load. If your sheets don't feel as crisp or sumptuous as they did when you first purchased them, consider putting them through an extra rinse cycle or two to encourage the removal of built-up detergent the next few times you wash. Murphy also advises steering clear from heavily scented detergent with additives that can irritate your skin and create further buildup on your linen. Pioneer Linen sells detergent brands like the Laundress and LeBlanc that use non-toxic and allergen-free scents that are naturally derived to give you the best of both worlds. So what am I telling you? Wash your clothes. Wash your bedding, your sheets, your pillowcases, your blankets, and your comforters in a way that allows you to get the benefit that you expect to receive from them. And floating night sleep, the relaxation that you expect to deserve from a long day's work. This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole 
Radio Network. I want to jump to something from a letter I received from the Children's Health Center. It is a letter that I think you will find of particular interest. I know I do. It is not my typical, other than the Nation of Islam, to ask people to donate anything to anyone. So forgive this particular intrusion on your pocketbook. You can donate if you wish. Information is critical. And it's this. Dr. Anthony Fauci and his associates at Pfizer and Moderna and the CDC and FDA will stop at nothing to get their dangerous COVID vaccine listed on the recommended childhood vaccine schedule. What does that mean? Every child born will be forcibly given along with the other vaccine shots that force down our throat to your child before they can go to school at birth. If they succeed in getting this passed, millions more children will be injured or worse. Children's Health Defense mounts its most critical campaign ever. Dangerous donors are offering to match, excuse me, and I shouldn't say dangerous donors, generous, generous, generous donors are offering, offering to match all donations made before midnight, October 31st, 2022, up to two million up. Children's Health is asking you, you will make a donation. From the moment Dr. Anthony Fauci and the big pharmaceutical companies and their, the term here is minions, I'll say associates, rolled out the first inadequate, inadequately tested, ineffective, and dangerous COVID vaccine We've been in the fight of our lives. Never before have we seen such a global coordinated attack on health freedom. The media blitz and scare tactics. The safe and effective lies. The war on informed consent. The illegal mandate created by science the stifling of debate, and the pillaring of anyone who dares question the narrative. And never before have we seen vaccine injuries and deaths on anything even close to this scale. We must stop this assault, and I believe we can, began. More than two years ago, momentum is on our side. Under pressure, 
schools in California, Louisiana, and the District of Columbia have walked back COVID vaccine mandates. Courts have ruled against Mr. Biden's mandates for federal workers, Pfizer, and the FDA in their attempt to hide documents from the public against D.C. schools' plans to vaccinate children as young as 11 years old without parental consent, against the CDC's transportation mask mandate, and more. We deserve to celebrate every win, but there's still a long way from claiming victory because no matter how many battles we win in this fight, if we lose the big one, If pharmaceutical companies get this vaccine on the CDC childhood schedule, the causalities may be incalculable, and the task of rescinding it may nearly be insurmountable. Our children, your children, my children, the nation's children, children of the world deserve better. Don't miss this opportunity to double your impact. Please make a generous donation. All donations made by midnight October 31st will be matched up to $2 million. Donate today if you can. Your donations will help us tee up more lawsuits, roll out more advocacy campaigns, dig deeper into the science, and educate millions more people. You've heard me say it often. The science is on our side. The law is on our side. The ethics are on our side. Now, the momentum is on our side, too. Today, I'm asking for your help. Because with courageous people like you on our side, we can protect millions of innocent children. Thank you. In solidarity. Mary Holly, President, Children's Health Defense. P.S. Matching gift offers like this don't come along very often. We're grateful this one did as we prepare for the biggest fight of our lives. Please donate today. Brothers and sisters, dear friends, Do you realize, do you accept the fact that the life you save today is your own? When you look in the mirror, you don't just see yourself. You see yourself back to the beginning. 
but as with every mirror, the direction of light goes in two directions. Not only do you see into yourself, into the past, you see into yourself, into the future. The life you face is not just your own. It's for all that you follow and all that will follow you. We must take control of our lives for ourselves. Now we're going to touch on one more item with regard to COVID, and then we're going to take a look at some other things. So to that end, we're going to take another brief break while I try to drink a little bit of water because my throat is feeling a little bit parched. So. We're going to say a change is going to come. And we're going to say it in a prayer. But I know 
in medical and life sciences news. Scientists at UCLA have used a molecule found in green tea to identify additional molecules could break up protein tangles in the brain, thought to cause Alzheimer's and similar diseases. The green tea molecule, EGCG, is known to break up tau fiber, long multi-layered filaments, tangles that attack neurons, causing them to die. In a paper published in Nature Communications, UCLA biochemists described how the EGCG snaps tau fibers layer by layer. They also show how they discovered other molecules likely to work the same way that would make better potential candidates for drugs, EGCG, which can't easily penetrate the brain. The finding opens up new possibilities for for fighting Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and related diseases by developing drugs that target the structure of tau fibers and other amyloid fibers. Thousands of J-shaped layers of tau, T-A-U, tau molecules bound together make up the type of amyloid fibrils known as tangles. First observed a century ago by Alois Alzheimer. Alois Alzheimer is the doctor who discovered the disease now identified as Alzheimer's disease. in the post-mortem brain of a patient with dementia. These fibers grow and spread throughout the brain, killing neurons and inducing brain atrophy. Many scientists think removing or destroying these tau fibers can halt the progression of dementia. If we could break up these fibers, we may be able to stop death of neurons, according to David Eisenberg, UCLA professor of chemistry and biochemistry, whose lab led the new research. To quote him, industry has generally failed at doing this because they mainly use large antibodies that have difficulty getting into the brain. For a couple of decades, scientists have known there is a molecule in green tea called EGCG 
that can break up the amyloid fibers. And that's where our work departs from the rest. EGCG has been studied extensively, but has never worked as a drug for Alzheimer's because its ability to dismantle tau fibers is water. And it doesn't enter cells or the brain easily. Also, as soon as EGCG enters the bloodstream, it binds to many proteins besides tau fibers, weakening it efficacy. To investigate the mechanism throughout, or rather I should say, through which EGCG breaks up tau fibers, the researchers extracted the tau tangles from the brains of people who died from Alzheimer's and incubated them for varying amounts of time with the EGCG. Within three hours, half the fibers were gone, and those that remained were partially degraded. After 24 hours, all the fibers had disappeared. Fibrils in the middle stage of the EGCG-induced degradation were flash frozen, and images of these frozen samples show how the EGCG snapped the fibrils into apparently harmless pieces. Kevin Murray who was a UCLA doctoral student at the time and is now in the neurology department at Brown University, identified specific locations called pharmacophores. And we'll say again, pharmacophores, which is a combination of three words, the words pharma meaning pharmaceutical, co, C-O, and fours, P-H-O-R-E-S. Pharmacophores on the tau fibers to which EGCG molecules attach. Then he ran computer simulations on a library of 60,000 brain and nervous system friendly small molecules with potential to bind to the same site. He found several hundred molecules that were 25 atoms or less in size, all with the potential to bind even better to the tau fiber pharmacophores. Experiment with the top candidate molecules identified from the computational screening, identified about a half dozen that break up the tau fibers. Using the supercomputer resources available at UCLA, we are able to screen vast libraries of drugs virtually 
before any wet lab experiments are required. A few of these top compounds, most notably molecules called CNS11 and CNS17, also stop the fibers from spreading from cell to cell. The authors think these molecules are candidate for drugs that could be developed to treat Alzheimer's disease. For cancer and many metabolic diseases, knowing the structure of the disease causing protein has led to effective drugs that halt the disease-causing action, according to Dr. Eisenberg. But it's only recently that scientists learned the structures of the tau tangles. We've now identified small molecules that break up these fibers. The bottom line is we've put Alzheimer's disease and am all amyloid diseases in general on the same basis as cancer. Namely, that structure can be used to find drugs. CNS-11 is not a drug yet, but the authors of the paper call it a lead. By studying various or variations of this, which we are doing, we may go from this lead to something that would be a really good drug, according to Dr. Eisenberg. The paper, Structure-Based Discovery of Small Molecules that Disaggregate, disaggregate Alzheimer's Disease Tissue Derived from Tau Fibrils in Vitro was funded primarily by the National Institute of Health, Institute of Aging, and the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. This is not so mad science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Now, change in the types of things that we're talking about tonight. I would like to share this. One in ten people over the age of 40 are now living with type 2 diabetes, condition that causes too much sugar in your blood. However, there is one common vegetable that can lower blood sugar levels by 50% and could see potential use in treating patients with diabetes. People with type 2 diabetes are not able to produce sufficient amounts of natural insulin from their pancreas to regulate blood sugar, which means that their blood sugar can reach dangerously high levels. However, findings from 2015 presented at the Endocrine Society's 97th Annual Meeting in San Diego revealed that the extract of an onion bulb 
I'm going to say that again. So, so I don't want to know anything. It's going to make my breath stink. Okay. That a naturally evolving extract from an onion bulb strongly lower high blood sugar and total cholesterol levels when given alongside anti-diabetic drugs known as metformin. The lead study author, Anthony Oja of Delta State University in Abraka, Nigeria, said at the time of the study, onion is cheap and available and has been used as a nutritional supplement for millennia. It had the potential for use in treating patients with diabetes. Researchers tested the theory on rats. In total, three groups of rats with medically induced diabetes were giving various doses of the onion extract to see if it would enhance the drug's effect. The doses were 200 milligrams, 400 milligrams, and 600 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. The researchers also gave the drug and onion to three groups of non-diabetic rats with normal blood sugar. Found that of the diabetic rats, those given 400 milligrams and 600 milligrams per kilogram of body weight strongly reduced their blood sugar levels by 50% and 35% respectively compared with a baseline level. The study found that of the diabetic rats, those given 400 milligrams and 600 milligrams per kilogram of body weight, strongly reduced their blood sugar levels by 50% and 35% onion extract also lowered the total cholesterol levels in the diabetic rats. But not the diabetic rats. Onions are not high in calories, according to Dr. OJ. However, it does seem to increase the, the metabolic rate, and with that, to increase the appetite leading to an increase in feeding. We need to investigate the mechanisms by which onions brought about the blood glucose reduction. We do not have an explanation as yet. However, the onion, as a naturally occurring vegetable, if used in our diet regularly, Say that again. The onion, if used in our diet regularly, will reduce considerably the overall effect of impending diabetes and high cholesterol. Use onions. Use them every day. And if you're afraid of bad breath, brush your teeth after you eat. 
And if you can't because you're out, do it till you get home. And your loved one will love you even more because you got fresh breath and you're not diabetic. This is not so mad science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. I have another tid- tidbit of the sciences for you tonight. If you will allow me, this is coming from, well, let's just do it this way. Lab-grown meat. I'm going to say that again. Lab-grown meat. Let's talk about lab-grown meat. Uh, Where are we buying this lab-grown meat? McDonald's, Burger King, and other fast food establishments are using genetically modified meat from cattle. Ain't enough cattle in the world to account for the number of burgers that are made. This meat is grown in a laboratory. It's cloned food. They no longer call Kentucky Fried Chicken Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's KFC. Why? They're not using naturally occurring chicken. So, I'm bringing this up because scientists from the National University of Singapore have engineered a new way of growing lab-grown meat using magnetic fields that can dramatically boost the meat production, which means, hey, if you're not getting it from the local butcher, it's probably not natural meat. If you're going to the supermarket, you can tell when it's genetically modified. Read the label before you put it in your shopping cart. Take the time to put time. Now, I'm not going to go into a huge detail about this lab-grown meat because we discussed it before here on Not So Mad Science and the genetically modified foods that are out there. You're buying cheese, which is cheese product, which is natural cheese, not cheese food, which is not made from milk. It's fake cheese, like fake beauty. Cheese, not from the prepackaged count pot. Go to the counter, tell them how much cheese you want so that they'll give you real cultured milk-produced cheese. Let's get out of being expedient and let's get into paying attention to what we put into our body. The greatest medications in the world are available and we don't have to pay for it at the pharmacy. It's in the refrigerator that we go to the supermarket 
to buy real fruits and vegetables to put into the refrigerator will lead much longer, healthier lives with a better skin condition. I'm not going to beat that horse too much, but we're going to take a look at something else. And I do believe You know, we spoke about this before where they've grown synthetic fetuses. No longer is there a requirement for egg and sperm. They're manufacturing egg and sperm in a petri dish and growing a living cell from them. We went over that a week ago, maybe last week. We discussed where certain kinds of hair dye well, hair dye period on pregnant women is causing birth defects in their babies and giving the mother a form of cancer. We've gone over where when we were younger children, you could go outside and open your mouth and let the rain fall down your face and you were drinking the rainwater. Well, we can't do that here in America anymore because there's so much pollutants in the air. It's getting into the water, which means you can't do like you used to do when we were children, put a snowball in your mouth and let it melt. No, you're looking to poison yourself that way. So what are we to do? Where are we to turn? There's so many things going wrong. Unfortunately, we are living in a world that is dying. But that does not mean that this dying world does not have a way up. We just have to be willing to do the hard part, the hard thing, make the hard choices ourselves and endure and get through to the other side. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the sun is rising. The S-O-N and the S-U-N for the Son of Man is present today. And that brings us to the end of this edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. And it has been my honor and my pleasure to share these things with you this evening. But be mindful. Watch them dogs. The characteristics of a foul dog. There's only one characteristic that a dog has that you want to emulate of loyalty. Be loyal to yourself. Look in that mirror and see the reflection that floats in two directions into the past and into the future. Be loyal to yourself and kind. For the future is at hand. Take hold of it. It is yours. Take that step. If you take one step toward God, he'll take ten steps toward you. Keep the faith, neighbor. Keep the faith. This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network, leaving you as I came before you with the joyous words of Isalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you.
and it be the will of Allah, I will be with you once again next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.